Welcome to Brokazatsu, two brothers' exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize for how late those last couple episodes were. Um, it's it's heating up down here in uh, <laughs> the Pacific Northwest. Both both literally. Uh, my apartment does not have AC, uh, so I just kind of have to deal with it and also to record the podcast. I mean, I have a big fan that I use that does a decent job, but when I'm podcasting, that fan has to go off. So I'm just going to be a little sweat boy, but also a, a more of like a mental health thing. It's metaphorically heating up and that we live in America and it's moving towards the end of the year. And there's a semi-annual event that happens where, like, without getting into it, around the start of November, I will either be not like happy, but kind of relieved. Harry, or... I don't think we need to explain uh, the American elections if that's what you're getting to. Yeah. The world is watching and holding their fucking breath, Harry. We do not need to loop people in on what's going on. You should probably should be building those walls on the other end at this point. But <laughs> speaking speaking of being trapped inside a city with like with ter- terrible decisions, uh, we decided to cover six episodes of Power Rangers RPM because we because of arbitrary episode counts meet a good anniversary. And also, we needed to boo ourselves before the end of Zero One. Before we see Goofus, we need to finish Gallant. I mean, who knows? Maybe Zero One pulled it out in the end. We don't know. We won't know for another six days or so when we all, like, sit down and just hold our breath and watch those last, what, like, four episodes? It'll be in two weeks, because... Something else planned for next week, but uh, anyway, I, we got like two, two. I have two thousand screenshots worth of RPM to work through. Jesus Christ, Terry. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so we got we got six. Um, thankfully, uh, one of them is a clip episode, and the rest are mostly fighting. So this will be pretty breezy. Yeah, like it's we're getting pretty good at covering these. Well, we're getting we're getting efficient to covering these, Harry. Don't don't put a qualitative statement in there. Better. How about better? Uh, even even that's pushing it. Like, I would say that in some areas we're getting demonstrably worse. So we're starting with Control Auto Elite. Sad, this is the episode that you said that like that you messed up watching it and said I should just recap, but it was kind of plot relevance, and do you do you agree with my decision to delay it? I suppose so, yeah. I mean it it did have some really good bits in there. Um and yeah, the I I figured out what happened for the most part. Sure, there was the stuff with the key, but I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, uh, so as we start, General Kilobyte, he is working on a mysterious new project. It'll be Generation 15. Mm-hmm. And by mysterious, we mean that there's like, you know, one of those CGI shots of Tanaya on one of their uh, screens. So we know that it, it's Tanaya. They're working on Tanaya, who they kidnapped at the end of the previous episode. <laughs> yeah, because, you know... Vengex, he made her into a killbot once, so he'll just do it again, and with newer tech. Uh, so we cut to Rangers Red, uh, Blue, Yellow, and Black. They're all scouring the desert for Tanaya, uh, coming, like, they're trying to figure out where the base is. And I guess, uh, uh, Dylan, Ranger Black, he thought that there would be enough tracks that they could get there, not realizing that, you know, sand and wind and stuff tends to cover up tracks pretty fast. Yep, it's it's a nuclear hailstorm, and they're also being slowed down a little bit because every three seconds Scott like screams in pain and clutches at his side before saying like, "Hey, it's, it's probably fine," you know. I, I I can walk this off. You know, as a man who in my like 
late teens, early 20s had that exact same experience, like, you know, just massive pain in my abdomen that I ignored for far too long. I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a pass. Yeah, and, and hey, it's it's very relevant because basically uh, Dr. K says the same thing when she scans him as the doctor said to you in that she is surprised he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, it turns out that there's that key there in uh, that, you know, shifter shot in at the end of the previous episode. Just uh, a, a, a fist-sized chunk of metal got shot to his side. And I mean, it's, it's cheap. It's cheesy sci-fi logic, so he's going to be fine, but... There were some organs there. Well, I think it kind of like, you know, it did that ranger thing where it's not actually solid. It's more like data that went inside of him. But then when it's pulled out, it's physical. But it's like, you know, it's glowy and red and ragery. It's in his morphing grid. Yeah, his biofields. General Shifter, who is now like running on his own plan. Uh, he says, my hyperbot was just the beginning. Soon the world will discover just how brilliant I truly am. And he presses a button, and Scott just kind of falls down. Uh, yeah, he activates his sleeper agent. We know exactly what's going to be happening, especially because the previous episode, he was using, like, ribbons and other accoutrements to take control of Megazord. So, yeah, this key is something to take over Ranger Red. So, uh, Dr. K, she's looking at some scans. It's a, uh, it's a nanomagnetic transmitter, which the rest of them don't know what it means, but Ziggy says, things starting with nano should be in your chest. It's not Fedrix's virus, uh, because it, it would be crazy if Fedrix could just suddenly implant the virus in regular people. Yeah, uh, I mean, would, wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that just be, like, some kind of weird ass pull for the end of the series? Gemma Gemma walk in and say, uh, Scott has left. Like, he just kind of ran away, and they have to go deal with the breach. Yes, we get a brief shot of uh, Vendrix pulling Tanaya out of their monster vat. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, now we get to ignore that the rest of the episode. So... Uh, no, no, like it's it's important. <laughs> but Sam, did yeah, you sure. not watch? The, did you not watch the episode again? No, 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 no. I I did. I did. I I joke. I kid. Uh, but Shifter, he's just rampaging a little bit in town. The Rangers show up to fight him, and then Ranger Red shows up and is standing in front of him. Like he's shouting, like, "Oh, I can't control myself! Like I'm fighting you guys, but oh no, I don't want to." <laughs> and they knock they knock the key out of him really quick. Well, uh, before they do, there's a there's a great spot where there, you know, there's rangers on one side of an alley and the monster on the other side, and Ranger Red is just standing in between to like screen the shot, and everyone's saying, "I don't have a shot! I don't have a shot!" None of them choose to like walk a little bit to the left or right to get clear shots. Like, also, one of them can one of them can teleport. One of them can stop time. One of them could just charge it invulnerably and pin him to the ground, and one of them. Has a pretty useless power. Yeah, yellow really could help. Sorry, yellow. Sorry, yellow. You have you have a gun, which is kind of like your power. It's actually exactly like your power. You you don't get a power ranger yellow. Uh, but instead, he gets sniped from the side by Tanaya fifteen. Mm-hmm. Ranger Black jumps up there to say hi to his sister, and hey, she's got a big old tribal facial tat, which it turns out is a uh, new cybernetics. And yeah, of course, she's been mind controlled again. I mean, it, it, it looks a little tribal, but it's clearly circuitry. And also, I think some of her metal parts are a little palette shifted, but not hugely. She, she's the same design. But uh, in her talking and, like, uh, the way she emotes, she has got the rest of your humanity kind of cut out of her. She's just a drone now. Yeah, she has that, like, CGI, or not CGI, but, like, the, the voice reverb, uh, you know, the, the coming from a speaker sound uh, integrated into her voice. 
Uh, the key pops out of Scott. Tanaya says the Vengex shall rule the world, and she just kind of leaves. While Shifter gets angry and turns himself into a giant robot. Uh, so uh, he gets big, and then the Rangers they get in their Megazords and blow him up. Uh, at which point he's not dead, but he is small again. I guess when you blow up when you're big, sometimes you just get small. It's only the really high level generals who can get small again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but as he's on foot. Scott, he was out of it at the start of the fight, so he was kind of catching his breath. And now he and Scott have a pretty cool on-person duel. Yeah, it's a one-on-one duel between one of the generals and Ranger Red. And it's just, it's nice to be reminded why this guy's the leader. Uh, he, he has a nice uh, power shot at the end where uh, Shifter knocks off his helmet, but still falls on and explodes. So Scott gets to stand in front and look like a cool guy. And so Shifter's dead, one of the generals, completely dead. And they also have the the key thing that's like a mind control device. Ziggy, it trying to sabotage his character right before the end. Ziggy says like, "Hey, we could just mind control a bunch of chicks with this." Like, there's going to be several more similarly misogynistic style, like straight up creepy comments from Ziggy uh, over the next couple episodes. I don't think we're going to dwell on them too much. Just imagine that they're there. Imagine that it's like. You know, I was going to say awkward 90s dialogue, but this isn't the 90s, is it? This is the aughts. Yeah, it was probably the aughts. And, but, like, it's... Ziggy, when he, like, isn't like this, it's... It can always be interpreted as well-written because he's doing this kind of performatively, but then when he's actually, like, trapped with people in other situations, he's a much nicer down-to-earth guy, and it's like, he could... this Ziggy is fixable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't need to cancel Ziggy right away. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Light points out that uh, this key could actually be used to uh, recapture Tanaya. Like, they could, she builds this gun, and they could shoot Tanaya with a gun, and it'll only last a few seconds. It'll only disable her for a few seconds. Uh, but that should be enough time to recapture her, and then they could bring her back in and cure her. <laughs> they could they could re-brainwash the brainwash lady. She will have the cleanest brain at the end of all this. At some point, is she going to be like a VCR, like those VCR tapes we... We recorded every episode of Buffy with, and by the end, they were just like, oh, this is not good quality anymore. Like, t- tonight, you're you're going to be okay, but... Mm. But, yeah, so uh, we get a last-minute Monster of the Week who pops up in the episode. Uh, and, by the way, the Monster of the Week this week is just an angry face with dumbbell arms, and that is it. It is really dumb-looking. Like, it's just, it's got these long arms, and on the end... There's these old-fashioned style just dumbbells. And guess what? He just walks around and he punches people with the dumbbells. And that's all this monster does. But he's he's like one of the most effective monsters in a while. Like, Vengex has been messing around with like, oh, this bot can encase people in silk. This bot can fire radio waves. This one, he's just got big, strong metal arms and he's slapping the rangers to the ground. We'll get to it in the fight. Or I guess we're kind of there already. Yeah, Are... we're, we're there. Like, I mean... Yeah, so the fight, like... Yes, he's an effective bot, dot, dot, dot. That said, he's effective because the Rangers choose to fight him by taking turns jumping at him. <laughs> like, if any of them just hold back and remember that they have guns, this guy becomes a lot less of... He doesn't have a ranged attack. He doesn't have any defenses. He's just a dude with dumbbell arms. So don't jump at him. A lot of these this finale does involve them forgetting the powers they have. Like, that's kind of... It's just standard kung fu, most of it, and it's not bad, but it's just... 
Yeah, mm. it's a little sad because I I think at this point they're entirely off the rails as far as Sentai footage and they don't have the budget for most CGI, so they can't really do like special special moves like that. Uh, but Dylan sees the rest of the Rangers getting their asses kicked, and so even though he has a shot at Tadaya, he turns around and he fires at the dumbbell arm guy with a one-shot mind control gun to disable him for a few seconds and give him a chance to uh, finish him. They kill him, he gets big, and just for my screenshots, I think it's a very short uh, It's Megazord incredibly fight. short. Like, you know, I don't think there's any notable Megazord fights for the remainder of the series. So back at the base, he's saying like, so we make a bunch of nice brooches that are actually mind control devices and we sell them everywhere and get rich yeah uh dylan by the way he is at 40 percent of vengex virus takeover and as soon as he is at 50 percent or above vengex might be able to take over his mind yep so and speaking as a you know i have a master's degree in computer science that is how it works like it's by body weight and once you're more than 50 percent machine then you can be taken over so that that tracks yeah totally tracks that's science right there now, the episode that you saw. And, yes. Uh, so this episode, I watched an Espanol on YouTube like two and a half weeks ago. So did you rewatch it? No, absolutely not. At the beginning of it, Ziggy, he's just wandering around in the city and he's having like a lucky day. He, he finds a penny on the ground. It's going good. But then a bunch of Fresno Bob's goons show up and start chasing him. By the way, these so these guys, they're, you know, they're mafioso thugs. They're that style of people coming after him. And oh my god, they are the flippiest, like, most parkoury thugs I've ever seen. Fresno Bob has a bunch of gimmick um, henchmen, and apparently he, he has hired the Free Flow Gang from Punisher Warzone. <laughs> uh, Cirque de Soleil, uh, you know, they, they survived the apocalypse and they were out of work, so they just signed up with Fresno Bob. Makes sense. Tanaya, she's in the city, just scoping around, and she sees some soldiers doing a checkpoint of like a transportation truck yeah uh there's a lot of getting macguffins in this episode uh she goes back to the vegix base where vegix has his new final body it's very very fancy it's like uh big and jet black and it has like a copper beard on it gotta love that frills everywhere frills yeah. and just like fancy design it it does look like a final form of a toku endgame boss so i'll give him that Ziggy, he's at the garage, and he's freaking out because, you know, Fresno Bob is definitely going to hunt him down and kill him, you know. And when people ask what he did, he says, well, I, I did skim off the top, and uh, there was also the mix-up with the numbers when I got put in charge of that, and also I hijacked a truck, so I owe him about $5 million. And I, I do still have to wonder why money exists. Not just, so there's a, there's a number of questions that this scenario you know, begs us to answer. Like, A, why does money still exist? Why does the economy still exist? And also, these guys are specifically, like, the saviors of the city. Like, if Ziggy is taken out, that puts the entirety of the human race at risk. So I get that Fresno Bob wants his, but at a certain point, if the Rangers and the army people just show up at Fresno's Bob's, you know, base and shoots him in the head in order to protect one of the city defenders? Like, why isn't that on the table? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's not on the table because of the genre of show this is, but yeah, it's they, they should just go to Fresno Bob and say, hey, uh, he is integral to the city that you live in. I mean, you can't exactly work with the robots. 
Cut to Fresno Bob trying to work with the robots. Yes. Tanaya shows up and um, again, and they were speaking Spanish on my thing. So I don't know exactly what deal they strike, but it's clear that a deal is struck. Well, the deal is, so we've been making jokes this whole, this whole show about how uh, the, the mafia and the gangs, they're, they're the parts of the defense forces that the soldiers aren't because there's like seven soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it turns out that's not true. Instead, the transportation system and all the logistics is entirely mob run, which is almost crazier. <laughs> J- Colonel Truman has been basically paying mob protection to have the trucks run around. Paying mob protection with meaningless money, with dollars that don't matter at all. Tanaya needs a specific item, and in exchange, she will give Fresno Bob Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Great, and Fresno Bob is all about that, because he forgets that he is living inside a city that is constantly under attack by robots, and if he takes out one of the city's defenders, then he is going to be killed. Maybe he's dying or something. Like, that would make sense. Like, maybe he has that disease that, like, the medical truck was full of stuff for, and, like, secretly that's, that was to save him. Hmm. Uh, and so he's just, he's on a suicide mission, basically, to take out Ziggy before he goes. But, I mean, that'd be something, but I don't know. So, uh, Batty show up. Uh, uh, Ziggy is kidnapped uh, by Tanaya. Uh, the baddies, they steal something off a base, and er, and they give it to the mob boss. They get into the base, so you missed this conversation. Like, so, uh, a truck goes up to the checkpoint. Let, let me go, because uh, I'm just fast-forwarding. You're going past the kilobyte fight where he shows up and fights the rangers, and he's very good at fighting, but whatever. Uh, so, I'll go over the dialogue specifically. Uh, we got a pickup for Colonel Truman. We don't use these paper requests anymore. We're all digital. So the Colonel ain't living in the 21st century yet. You want to get on the phone and call him an old man? And that gets him in. So... That brings up many things. <laughs> Why are they using digital identification systems when the enemy... Is a computer virus. Yes, that at the start of the war hacked every military device. Like, it <sighs> shut it shut down, like, the weapons of war. And you should be using paper requests. Like General Adaba should just, like, you know, or Admiral Adaba should just walk up and just slap some sense into these people. Also, I'm a little co- confused why Colonel Truman had the thing they're getting, because uh, why does Vegex need a human device to do the thing they're going to do? What is the thing that they get? Is it, like, is it the the thing in the next episode? I think so. It's it's just like a box that sends out magnetic signals, which they Okay, have. so it, it's a MacGuffin box that won't be used for, like, two more episodes. <laughs> it's the army. Just high-power magnets. Great. Yeah, sure. They blew a billion dollars on it. R&D. They had the budget, needed to spend it. Could have built a thousand schools, but instead we made one box. Yep. That yep, we didn't yep, yep. really need. <laughs> Ziggy, Ziggy is trying to banter with Tanaya, but she's not really into it anymore because, you know, she's got her emotions taken out. Uh, she meets up with uh, with Fresno Bob at some kind of like horse racing track or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like they're just at an equestrian track with a horse running around and they don't really mention it. Like maybe... Maybe this was the, one of the last chances they had to shoot on, like, not rubble, considering where the show was about to go. They were like, eh, it's just somewhere nice with horses. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's a trade, and of course, Tanaya instantly betrays the mob boss, because why the hell shouldn't she? She is a robot who's trying to destroy humanity. <laughs> yes, my goal is to exterminate you. Like, I'm, I'm not giving you Ziggy, we're gonna keep him and 
do stuff with them. And also, I'm just going to kill you. Oh, by the way, as uh, the team is searching for Ziggy, like, uh, Dr. Light actually says Ziggy's name, which I think is the first time. When Ziggy isn't around and when other people aren't around, she's actually kind of showing that she's interested in him. And I heard that, like, they're... Basically, the way I'd heard something was happening towards the end of the series was that they established a romantic thing between him and her. And, like, he seems kind of interested, but for her, it's more just like, eh, I actually kind of like you as a friend. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying it could go that way, but it's not like full on, she says to Ziggy, I love you and stuff. It's more like, Ziggy, you're sometimes okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, it does, to be I honest, could, like, the I could the romance... ship it. I just don't. I could, though. The romantic subplot, which is explored in the next few episodes between uh, Doctor Light and and Ziggy, like they, it, it was developed. No, it was developed throughout the entire series. It was one of the more naturalistic finishes for the entire series. No, like it's. I mean, in a very early episode, she said to Ziggy, "Like, is it nice being so dumb?" And let's it. It kind of comes off as an insult, but she's being honest, and that what going on is like Ziggy is just a big dumb idiot who she appreciates, and we're. We're skipping into the next episode, so we should say. Uh, I mean, first of Bob, he he runs away. They, I mean, they, they basically just fight Gilbite. He gets big. He gets yeah. small again. I mean, that's yeah. Ziggy gets his like thing back from Tadaya because she has it on her belt, so he can grab it and flip away. You know, Cirque du Soleil style. It's yeah. It's kind of a nothing end to the episode. Um, I mean, it's just competent and easily explained that it's just action so we're back at the we're back at the uh, garage and ziggy is packing up to leave the city forever or something like that because fresno bob is coming to hunt him and the rest of the team has forgotten that hey they have superpowers this is a mobster they can solve this problem for their friend by killing the mobster we have guns and giant robots we could just kill you mm-hmm. but no he's, he's going full rinsewind he's just saying like hey my my plan is just always to run away i've gotten good at it and, you know, as long as Fresno Bob is behind me, oh, he's behind me. Now, I'm assuming Fresno Bob forgives his debt or something in this scene? Yep. He he says, like, hey, uh, you know, I kind of had to change a heart, and the, the debt is forgiven. We're, we're cool. Okay, great. I would have loved if he had went the other way, though, and said, like, I'm here to collect right now. And then the other rangers just looked at each other, pulled guns, and shot him down. Yeah. That would have been an equally satisfying end to this episode. So next episode is a clip episode. It, it's half a clip episode, but like it's the way they set it up is actually I I really love it. Like it's uh so at at the start Ziggy he just wants to go out on the town, hang out with somebody, and uh, everybody is busy except for Doctor K, who it actually wants to go outside, and he's like super surprised. Yeah, it it's a date. They're going on a date, even though neither of them call it a date. Ziggy asks, so why did you want to go out with me? And she says, that's not germane to what we're doing. He's like, okay, well, maybe I'll go look at, we'll go to a library and look up words that I don't know. Yep, they're flirt bickering, and then they get jumped by Kilobyte and a ton of grinders. Like, Kilobyte is recognized, oh, hey, that that's that's Dr. K. Like, if we, if we take her out, then the city's fucked. You know, honestly, I think the only reason I'm resisting the romance between Ziggy and Dr. K are those dumb, like, mind control lines. And, I don't know. Maybe I could just. Maybe that's just a, a thing. Ziggy has a thing for mind control. Maybe I can just think about it that way. Uh, Harry, those those lines only started appearing after the showrunner was changed to was reusing scripts from the nineties. Let's just go with that. Let's just go with that. So Kilobyte, he's in the city, and Kilobyte seems pretty good at just going into the city at this point. Like their defenses have gotten pretty weak. 
there's never really been like sure the first couple episodes they made a big deal out of monsters sneaking into the city but ever fucking since then it's just been nothing like oh yeah turn a corner monster uh ziggy he transforms and they start a fight uh uh, there's this one cool moment where Dr. Cage is kind of hiding back and trying to fight off grinders and a pipe gets knocked down and Dr. K grabs it, but then Ziggy does too. And Dr. K says, hey, I gave you weapons. Use a different one. <laughs> I got very annoyed at the camera work because they're using close in like fast cuts, board identity, shaky cam. But yeah, I don't is- think uh, much, much love and respect to Dr. K's actress. I don't think she's a fighting actress. Still, still though, like, I, even if they'd used a stunt double or something, if they had, like, stopped and done a zoom out shot, like, they are basically both grabbing the pole and yanking it around while fighting grinders around them. And if we've gotten, like, a good look at this, I feel like this could, this is almost on the level of, like, a Jackie Chan action scene. Like, they, this could have been, it's still good, but it could have been, like, super great. Like, the, them fighting over a weapon and incidentally winning. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they're uh, continuously getting surrounded, so Ziggy uh, eventually grabs Dr. K and teleports away. Because he's Ziggy, they get teleported into an underground cave, and stuck there. He demorphs right as Dr. K is yelling, no wait, don't demorph. He asks what the problem is, and she says, okay, I need to reinitialize your morphers, and this is the first time I'm not at base to do that, and my... Computer is password locked, and I haven't told anyone the computer because I have trust issues. And so now we begin the clip uh, portion of this episode because the Rangers realize there's trouble, and so they start trying to break into Dr. K's computer. They have seven guesses to get her password right, and they just start blowing guess after guess after guess. <laughs> Their first guess is Dr. K. Like, they think the smartest person <laughs> in the show... They they think like the smartest person in the world. Her password would be her own name. Like there's and, and a point. Also, how dumb is it that there's like specifically seven guesses? Like that's about as dumb as that Sherlock episode where it's like where he was hacking the lady's phone. It was like you have four guesses. There's a point later in the episode where they've blown guesses on words like Doctor K, Ranger, Corinth. My God, such password guesses. And they all look at each other and shrugging their shoulders and they're saying, we've tried every logical password. And holy shit, no, they haven't. They have not. This is a high level computer programming scientist. Her password should be like 20 digits long. It should be randomly like, you know, capitals, lowercase. There should be special figures. There should be spaces. Like it, it shouldn't be a word. Yeah, when I briefly had a job at a high-tech computer lab before I succumbed to, like, anxiety stuff, uh, my password was, like, 30 characters long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the cool thing about this is that in accessing her computer but failing, it triggers kind of a, a emergency recording Dr. K had set up for in case she died and someone else needed to rebuild the technology from ground zero. And she's recapping the... She's recapping, like, the the Rangers, their powers that they don't really use, and also mentioning, like, how proud she is of them. It, like, it's it's both info, but also, like, emotion stuff, and everyone reacting to it. And it's, it's real smart. God, they really don't use those. Like, so there's a teleport in this episode, and I think Dylan uses his invincibility shield, like, next episode. But that's, like, it. No one uses their special abilities. Uh, back at the cave, uh, Ziggy, it's... It's comedic, because after being in there for three seconds, he immediately falls over and says, Oh god, I sprained my ankle. 
<laughs> like it's he's lived there for three seconds. It's also it's like a big underground cave, but at the same time they seem to be running out of oxygen super fast. Ziggy, when he teleported, he just he didn't really think of where he's going. They were in the middle of a fight. He was thinking away, and so he was sent away. And yeah, that that does track. That makes sense. So Dr. K like is giving him piggyback rides. Uh, but then they start losing air, and she explains that, all right, the reason why I went out is because it's my birthday, and I try to go outside on my birthdays. And it's it's adorable. They have a genuine moment. And Ziggy, like, they're in a bad spot, and he makes Dr. Light smile by putting on a puppet show. Like, he's really good at finger puppets, and so he gets a flashlight and just sets up, and he gets her smiling and almost laughing. Yeah, like he does, Vengex is like, ah, I will destroy the world. No, I'm Dr. K and I'll invent a great thing and I have all my rangers. And also Ziggy, who sucks. And then Dr. K smiles. <laughs> it's cute. It's charming. There's genuine connection going on between these two. I like it. I ship it. Through some logic of them saying like, oh, the password would be something no one would ever expect. Uh, Yellow Ranger decides to risk everything and type in Ziggy as their last chance. And it works. Yep, yep. Dr. Lights, Dr. K, like the smartest scientist of the world. Her password is the name of a friend, and it is five letters long. Also, my my work computer and my work does not care about passwords at all. Ziggy is too short a password for my company. Why does it? I just don't know why our password system is set up that way, because... Like, there's seven rangers, maybe there's some significance there. Like, I feel like it should be able to scan the person standing in front of it, and as long as you're not a robot, it should just automatically give you access. Like, it should be, it should be, like, that thing Batman had set up for, like, ways to kill Justice League members to figure it out by which Justice League members are standing in front of it. Under what circumstances, like, it should really only self-destruct if a robot is trying to access it. And later on, a robot accesses it and it doesn't self-destruct, so. Well, she was using it, so she forgot to, you know, uh, log out and go back to the password screen. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, let's get on to the next episode. Uh, so, uh, as we begin, uh, RPM Endgame. Uh, Gem and Gemma are outside in the desert and they're working on a grinder body. And... Uh, they're, you know, they're reprogramming it, and they get it uh, standing up, and they have put a tracker in it. They tell it to go home, and it starts walking towards the Fenjix base. They high-five. Then Dylan, he's walking around the, in the garage. He's, you know, feeling pretty good. Uh, like, a summer yellow, she mentions this, oh, hey, why are you feeling good? And he says, yeah, I slept really well, I don't know. i just go grab some orange juice. Oh god, my head is a robot. And... This is like the last time we're going to splurge on some nice CGI as metal veins burst out of my skin and start enveloping my head. They had just enough budget, they had enough budget of their CGI for one last thing. And then he wakes up because he is worried about that robot percentage, you know, getting higher. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so the Vengex are preparing for a final attack against Corn City. Uh, the monster of the week this uh, time is kind of a weird... Like, it's a jet black monster, kind of a babyish humanoid face, and there's blue stars everywhere, and 40k pauldrons are in his arms. And I think that this guy was, like, a cowboy in the Gokaiger series? Was oh, yeah. he, like, was he the cowboy in that episode? Like, the eye star thing, it does look kind of like the design they used. 
Maybe. Also the like, weird giant baby head. Yeah, I mean, they definitely reuse certain parts from costumes, so he might have been like a kit bash of different pieces they had. But anyway, he's introduced, he's some kind of weird energy bot, and he is going to destroy the rangers. And uh, Kilobyte is pissed uh, because the rest of the generals are attacking and Kilobyte is being left out. He gets to stay at home and continue doing engineering stuff, because that's what he's good at. Uh, so we get an attack on the city, and it's like a full-scale attack. Like, Papa Vengex is there, Tanaya, uh, the Monster of the Week, uh, the other annoying general, and lots and lots of grinders. There's a lot of just uh, complex fighting in pairs and trios, and uh, Ranger Black, at, like, during the fight, he'll just go down several times because the percentage is getting super high, and he's starting to lose control uh, to the Vengex part of him. Yeah, he's just, he's getting sweaty, and and he's not doing well in the fight. He's, like, falling down and going, ah. And you, you think after something like this happened to a ranger, like, the last week, they would be more aware of this. Yeah, situational awareness, not great. As they're fighting, they fire blasts of energy at the new weird, uh, like, 40k glam panda. But it eats them, and then spits them back. It's a very specific uh, movement that he does. He'll, like... He'll grab the lasers, uh, mush them into a sphere, absorb them into his body, his belly will swell, and then he will regurgitate and spit them back up. So it's it's got a little bit of CGI element to it, but it also has a timing element to it, which will come up later in the episode. At at the garage, everyone is saying, hey Dylan, you're, you're pouring out sweat and you're freaking out, maybe we should scan you? And Dylan says, no, I'm gonna run away and have a moment. Like, this virus isn't curable. And Ziggy is just kind of ziggy and adorable and you know shakes still out of it by doing uh very bad action moves <laughs> uh we cut back quickly to the vengex base where kilobyte is uh, uh getting the suitcase the uh, MacGuffin suitcase from the previous episode he says he needs to prove himself to papa vengex and fast or else he'll be left behind so he's going to test the thingy they got on a hybrid we all know what that means Back at Ranger Base, uh, Dylan gets scanned, and he is 51% corrupted. No! He, no! He's, no, he's past the 50. mark. They turn to each other and say, yep, Vengex could just activate you and take control of your thoughts and actions. And it's at this point that uh, Dr. K reveals to everyone that she's been working on an experimental vaccine. And so she pulls out this, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-style, like, glowing green liquid. Yeah, like, it could work. Or could kill you, so just hold out, I'm gonna do some more tests and make sure. Uh, but now we have another MacGuffin, it's just MacGuffins on top of MacGuffins these last few episodes. So Kilobyte, he has the suitcase, and then he walks over and sees uh, Hicks, the second-in-command guy of the military. And this is, later in this episode is the point where I finally realized that both Hicks and Vasquez are Aliens references. <laughs> I think I spotted Vasquez, but not Hicks. I did not either. Uh, but yeah, so he pulls out the suitcase, presses a couple buttons, and Hicks activates. He's a hybrid. Scott is in the middle of an argument with Colonel Truman. Colonel Truman, he still thinks he's on the plan of let's wait in the city, everything will be fine. Yes, defense is how you win a war against an enemy that will never get tired, never get old, and never run out of resources. Just defend, defend, defend. <laughs> yeah, but Hicks... He walks into the room and tries to enact the end of uh, Season 1 of Battlestar Galactica as he pulls out a pistol and tries to shoot the colonel. Uh, Scott saves him. And uh, so now they realize, holy shit, there's hybrids fucking everywhere in the city. Yeah, so they scan Hicks and they're like, 
Uh, he's 53% robot. Vengex must have just it give him like a little infection at some point in the war. And it's just been festering. And then Dr. K pulls up a scan like, yeah, so this is a thing I can do. Now that I know what I'm looking for, I pulled up a traffic cam. Here's a big credits uh, view of the city. And she presses the buttons and like a quarter of the people start glowing. She's like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hybrids. Mm-hmm. And so Colonel Truman says, I fucked this up. Scott, let's go with your plan. We we can't wait any longer, because if, if like, a quarter of the city turns into evil robots at the same time, then even all the criminals we have won't be able to stop them. So, uh, back at uh, Vengex base, uh, Papa Vengex is super pissed uh, at Kilobyte because he, re- he reveals to the humans that there's hybrids everywhere. Yeah, like, dude, this was the ultimate secret... <laughs> secret plan we had going over the whole show like this is not foreshadowed like this could have been the biggest surprise but now they know now we need to go just attack the humans right now and so they do oh and, and Tanaya, by the way after we take control of the city just destroy kilobytes like he, he is glitchy and dumb as uh, she nods she says she agrees colonel truman he sent all of so S- scott asked for all of the non-hybrid soldiers to go to one part of the city and like, uh, help him for an attack on Vegix's base, which is good. But then I guess what happened is that all of the ones that are hybrids, he let stay in his command center. <laughs> which is or, bad. Or or they did check them, because Tanaya presses some buttons, shuts down, like, she EMPs the city. Yeah, which uh, shuts down all the electronics and wakes up every single hybrid, uh, which includes all the military people left in the tower Including Vasquez, who pulls a gun on Truman. Yeah, so Vasquez, looking, no, not when Vasquez. I was look, when I was looking at the wiki, I was like, "Oh, Vasquez does come back." Oh, it's just for the last three episodes when she's bad controlled. So Vendrix, uh, they go into the tower and they declare that they have won. They are controlling Corinth City. Dun dun dun. Uh, no one can stop us, not even the Power Rangers. Uh, and Dylan, he's kind of twitching and freaking out, like he was activated, but he's. At this point, he's been mind-controlled so much that he's starting to figure it out. Like, the VHS is, is getting worn down. It's like, uh, this episode of Buffy is not as crisp as it could be. Like, I can kind of work with it. Uh, but yeah, so now we cut into the final episode. Uh, it, it's a long one. It's a two-parter. But it it's a lot of fighting, so it'll probably still go quick. Um, Because uh, Fedrix, he came into the city with Tanaya, with uh, his... Oh, I don't know the name of his other, like, the the dumb general one. I don't uh, know. He's, like, some kind of, like, oil rig or something. Uh, and also one last Monster of the Week. Sam, do you want to try to describe it? Uh, so the final Monster of the Week for the series is a air conditioning unit with an alligator head, alligator tail, and chainsaw arms. He's kind of weird, but also he doesn't get much play in the show. Like, he's just... Oh, yeah, he does get big, like, when they destroy him. But it's it's a forgettable... Megazord fight as they usually are. Yeah, Doctor K. Uh, so robots started assaulting her her lab, so she sealed the door and has been working on getting the vaccine as good as possible. Mm-hmm. But at this point, uh, the doors are blown in, and Tanaya walks in, and so does Vengex. And he says hi to his mother. You, you're my creator. I owe my being to you. And she says, "You're not a being. You're a stream of electrons moving at light speed." through a labyrinth of copper, silicon, and titanium, complete with devastating flaws. Any flaws in me were put in there by you, from your programming. 
I've made errors, but I've also learned that even the most flawed human is better than the most perfect machine. Aww. And uh, so he says, well, I'm just going to kill your Power Rangers and show them how flawed they are, so... Yeah, so the Rangers, uh, they were jumped by, like, groups of humans at the start. They were running away. And after the fight with the uh, alligator air conditioner, um, uh, Ziggy ran away because he realized, oh no, oh no, Dr. Light, she's a danger. So he shows up first uh, when the Vengex are there to try and rescue her and fails immediately. (laughs) (laughs) They just kind of grab him and then they're like, all right, you're you're a hostage too. Darn. Oh, beans. Uh, Dylan then shows up, but his brain is fried and he's freaking out. Vengex just says, oh, Subject D44, it's good to have you back. And then Dylan just passes out on the ground and Vengex walks past him. Uh, But Dylan does wake up a minute later. He sees, like, the glowing green antidote on the table, crawls over, and injects himself. And he doesn't die. Nope, doesn't die. You're a genius, Doc. He grabs another vial and runs away. Now is when the monster of the week is killed and gets big, and they they summon the swords to do one last sword fight. And this is a two-parter, and this is still the first episode of the two-parter. There is no sword fight in the second half of this this finale. Thank God. So you know it's good. Uh, but yeah, so after the boss of the week is blown up unceremoniously, Papavendrick shows up and starts deleting the Megazords. When he showed up to Dr. K's lab, he looked at her computer and just kind of sucked it out, and we saw images of the Power Rangers. It was like, oh, yep, get what I need. So now, he just presses a button and destroys the Paleomax, well, yeah, the Paleomax Megazord. Mm-hmm. And... Then he, like, fires another shot at the uh, the main Megazord with, like, uh, red, blue, and yellow. But Gemma Gemma rush in and take the shot. And so their Megazord is deleted, and they're on the ground, and they start glowing too. They're holding each other, fading from reality. <laughs> they say, Mr. Stark, we don't feel so good. <laughs> and Gemma Gemma die. They're disintegrated in front of the other rangers. I'm not sure exactly how it happens, but in the Japanese series, gold does die in the series. Like, and I think, like, some parts of the ending were changed hastily because of the showrunner change. And, like, I do think initially, uh, Jem was still gonna die. And also maybe Dylan. I mean, it kind of would have made sense for, uh, Jem to die. Like, he was pretty much the one unpaired person, uh, in the show. No, he's paired with Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is paired with Ranger Red. Yeah, birds of a feather. Mm-hmm. Like, they're even co-workers now. They can have co-worker romance. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, where the hell were we? Yeah, I mean, the way we're jumping around, like, uh, I have to skip past a lot of screenshots. Uh, oh, Red does try to fight Vegix on foot, but Vegix is just kind of soaking attacks. Like, he, Red is punching him, and Vegix is yelling, harder, harder. Then I believe they de-transform and they realize that they can't transform because that puts them at risk of just being deleted like Gemma Gemma. General Kilobyte, he's happy to see two rangers down, five to go, but then he presses some buttons and starts deleting uh, Tanaya's weapons secretly because he knows she's going to kill him. Speaking of which, uh, so uh, Tanaya takes uh, Dr. K and uh, Ziggy and uh, shoves them into a truck and then is jumped by Kilobyte. As they are having their fight... Uh, Ziggy immediately gets out of his handcuffs because it's Ziggy. Getting out of handcuffs is one of the things he's really good at. <laughs> I've been handcuffed a lot in the series. And then he he gets Dr. Light out, and then she says, all right, what now? He says, come on, wasn't that enough? Like, that getting out of the handcuffs was my plan. You contribute. <laughs> I do like their flirting. But yeah, so uh, Kilobyte is fighting Tadaya. Dilla shows up to protect her. 
and uh, Ziggy slips uh, Dylan the vaccine uh, that he dropped at some point. Uh, the blocking of this is a little weird, uh, but the point is Dylan uh, takes the Vengex out of Tanaya. Uh, then they do some fighting together uh, to deal with Killbite, but he still says, like, oh, look, I'm still a machine. I'm not going to be, be-, be beaten by humans. So the other rangers all show up with their big gun assemblers, like, how about this machine? And then they shoot him and he dies. Oh, right. It's at this point that they detransform, and Dr. Light says, you can't transform again. You might get deleted. <sighs> so Tanai is back, and the rangers uh, are back at their blown-up headquarters. Uh, Dylan's unconscious, like, uh, from just the stress of the fights and the various explosions. And the rangers, they think up a desperate plan to infect Vengix uh, using Tanaya as a sleeper agent to deliver a counter virus into the mainframe. Yeah, they're going to virus the virus. Tanaya, she's having some emotions for the first time in a while because, you know, her brain's gotten shut off and then back on again a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And she she doesn't want to leave Dylan's side. But then Flynn just kind of grabs her and says, like, hey, if you don't do this, everyone's dead anyway, including him. So uh, so Tanaya, she sneaks up to the control tower, which is now completely in Vengex's hands. She yells at everyone to get the hell out of here. And uh, then she plugs herself into the mainframe and starts to upload the virus, which gives Dr. Light not only uh, access to uh, the Avengix uh, uh, code, but also the various biofields that he has downloaded. In the meantime, uh, the morphers are getting a like Morse code, basically, like one of the lights is flashing off and on. And Scott recognizes it as giving the location of a factory in the city. So the Rangers have to go there to save a bunch of humans from getting hybridized. Like, that's what Vengex is keeping the humans alive for, because he, he could just use them now as robots. Uh, so there's some fighting. Uh, Red, Yellow, Blue, uh, they're fighting Grinders and Papa Vengex without being transformed because they're badasses. Like, and, the you know, the only reason we're considering this awkward is because it wasn't foreshadowed. But honestly, if the key thing with Scott was treated a bit more as leading up to this instead of a weirdly separate but very similar thing, then I would be more okay with it. But, it, I mean, and I'm still mostly okay with it, but it's just like, it is kind of sprung on us. By the way, uh, Ranger Green has stayed behind with uh, Dr. K to defend her against the various waves of grinders that uh, Papa Vendrix is going to send in. Big, big, long fight. I'm scrolled past lots of screens. Oh yeah, it, it's a fight. It's a, it's a finale Ranger fight. It's like 10 solid minutes of fight. The Rangers... They have to, like, stare down Vengex for a while untransformed. But then at the last moment, uh, Dr. K says, all right, you can transform. So then they do and start fighting. Uh, Papa Vengex says, well, ha that was a mistake. I'm going to delete you. Dr. K says, well, that, that was your first mistake. And as she basically reroutes stuff, she reroutes the delete command. And he instead deletes all of his grinders. Like, every single one. Like, uh, the ones next to him, the ones that were fighting Ziggy, like... The world is now grinder-free. Yeah. Presumably. I don't know. There's probably still some stuff to deal with at the end of this show, considering that also robots can go rogue and maybe be their own thing. Like, I mean, there, there's an interesting setting set up in this. But uh, mm-hmm. for the immediate setting, he's now stuck on the ground by himself having to fight the rangers, who are doing a little better. Yes, he does realize what happened, and so he sends uh, the last remaining general up to the tower... Uh, to go murder Tanaya. Uh, but it's Tanaya, and she's a badass, so as they're fighting, she's doing okay. Yeah, I mean, she's lost her blaster weapon, so she's kind of just, you know, uh, even with him, and he's he's still a full robot guy who's been upgraded a lot. But then Dylan, because he's Dylan, once he got out of his coma, immediately ran up there to help her out. 
By the way, uh, Dr. Light, uh, she teleports Rangers Gold and Silver back into existence, back in their Zords, and the first thing they do is fly up to the control tower hanging from the top of the city, and they shoot all the supports out of it. Like, do you think they knew that Dylan and Tadaya were in there? I don't think they care much about blowing things up. I think they were given a mission to blow up a building, and they do not ask questions when given missions like that. Yeah, well, it's Vendrix's fault. Like, he deleted them, but he didn't reformat his drive, so they were still in there. Mm -hmm. Still in the buffer. And so the tower is falling. Uh, Dylan and Tanaya, they jump out of a window. But then uh, Papa Vengex is directly underneath the tower. And so the kill shot on the villain of the series is the control tower from the top of Corinth City, crushing him under tons and tons of rubble. And here we were thinking the military would be useless. Nope, the they're weird sort of Damocles over their own damn city turned, turned out to be the saving grace. <laughs> the day is won. Vengex is destroyed. And so we get the celebration. The hybrids, they stop glowing. They're they're fine. And uh, I've got to scroll past a lot of shots because I certainly took lots of shots of this. Yeah, the postscript is, you know, back at the ranger base. Uh, well, there's a lot of postscripts. It's it's nothing but postscripts from here on in. Scott, like, first, first off, Hicks uh, leads some of the military out of the city. And now that Vigix isn't, I guess, pumping poison into the air constantly, it's started to clear up. Was Fedgix poisoning the entire atmosphere of Earth constantly? Was that just something he did? I mean, it would make sense for him to do it. I like, guess so. I mean, if he just wants to kill humans, then just fill all the air with poison forever is not a terrible plan. Uh, but yeah, Earth is Earth is now clean. Earth is... Colonel Truman, he turns to Scott and says like, hey, so I'm gonna... My immediately for... Immediately, my first uh, idea upon destroying the evil robot is to reestablish the American military. Don't worry about that. But, uh, Scott, do you want to be in charge of Eagle Squadron? Yes, it raises a lot of questions, most notably, who the fuck is there left to fight? Like, all all the surviving humans are in a single city. Like, why why do they need an attack wing squadron? Yeah, Colonel, maybe you shouldn't be Colonel anymore. Yeah, like, maybe there shouldn't be colonels anymore. Maybe there should be peace, Harry. But no, he's just going to reestablish the military. And, like, I'm sure they'll just do this whole thing again in 100 years. Uh, back inside, Dr. K is giving Tanaya a checkover. And her her implants are holding for now, but they might break down, so she could go blind again. is okay with that, you know. Yeah, they don't really resolve that. I wonder if there was, like, plans for, like, future stuff uh, with these guys. And maybe, who the hell knows? Maybe there was. Uh... But hey, it's it's fine. So everyone, everyone survived. Gemma Gemma, they're part of the Air Force now. Uh, and there's a nice somber moment when Dr. K says, okay, everyone, uh, put your morphers back in this box. We don't need them anymore. So they just one by one turn in their morphers. It is very, very sad. So uh, as we said, Gem, Gemma, and Scott are now all a part of Eagle Squadron. Uh, Dylan, Tanaya, and uh, Ranger Yellow, they're all hanging out. Like, they want to get away from computers for a little bit, so they're going to explore the new world and drive around in their uh, muscled-up, like, car. Yeah, they gotta figure out what's actually out there. If if there are other civilizations, they need to warn about Colonel Truman's militaristic bent. 
Ranger Blue is starting a shop with his father, and Ziggy and Dr. Light are opening up an orphanage and school for ki- for children. Like, I, I really like how Dr. K's thing is to create a much better place for kids than the one she grew up in. Like, that's, that's a great epilogue for her. We've seen her try to instruct children before. Like, I know that, I know it's a joke that uh, Ziggy is going to be an instructor along with Dr. Light. I kind of think Ziggy's going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting as far as actual children instruction goes. Dr. Light will be Dr. Light and Ziggy will make them stop crying after Dr. Light did that. (laughs) Uh, But it's a happy ending. Yeah, and there's even, uh, they even, like, go full circle as Dylan, Summer, and Tanaya drive out of the city. They find the flower from the start of the show and they go over a ridge and find like a bunch of flowers like nature is regrowing nature finds a way it's a whole new world as summer says and they're just staring over these like empty empty hills and just in the back of my mind i'm thinking all right it's a brand new world now get to fucking because we need to repopulate bad yeah like tonight i really want to reconnect with you emotionally but also like me and summer have a thing so you're gonna need to you i'm gonna give you 20 bucks and you go watch a movie <laughs> We need to find a movie we theater for you to hang out We have to found a city. In. We have to found a city with our spawn. Yeah. So, I mean, just just be cool about this. Mm-hmm. Also, like, maybe Vengex is like, there's a glowing light in one of the morphers, but Dr. Light closes it up anyway. So maybe that's foreshadowing something, but nothing came of it. And that's the series. That's Power Rangers RPM. Yeah. We finished another, Harry. It's good. Which yeah. means, Sam... That we need to go into our rankings. And this time, I believe we both independently um, sat down and wrote down what we'd done before, because before we kept forgetting. (laughs) Yes. So as a reminder for all the listeners out there of what our current ranking system is, we don't give numbers, we don't give grades, we just list everything we have completed watching and put it all stacked up against one another. And so from, uh, should we do bottom to top or top to bottom? Top to bottom. From top to bottom, Common Rider W, Super Sentai, Go Kaiger. I mean, P- Pirate Sentai, Go Kaiger, but sure. Black Lightning Season 1, Gridman, Garo, The One Who Shines in the Dark, Common Rider Gaim, and Ultraman Nexus. Sam, you were a little arrogant and gave the rankings for both of the series we're doing in advance of watching them, and I'm still. I'm still open to zero one being higher or lower than what you said, depending on how things go. <laughs> but I have to agree with your conclusion of where to put Power Rangers RPM. So uh, my proposal, which Harry seems to agree with, is that Power Rangers RPM should go directly below Super Sentai Gokaiger and directly above Black Lightning Season 1. So that the top three is then Kamen Rider W, Super Sentai Gokaiger, Power Rangers RPM. Power Rangers RPM is fast food, but it's like, it's good fast food. It's like, you're not going to Taco Bell, you're you're saying to yourself, I'm going to be like kind of okay today, and you're going to Taco Time. Yeah. Where the ingredients are a little better, and it's still like, not great or great for you, but it's, at least you know what they are, and you know, you can say, eh, this, this is real chicken, at least. And, like, it, you, you have a fun time. And like, you could just watch the show, it's super digestible. But it's fun, it's smart, it's self-aware in a lot of episodes. And the characters, the characters are great. The actors are great. I, I don't think it's a mistake that of the of the seven leads, a couple of them, like 
they've gone on to bigger and better things like you know uh summer's actress as you know a, a big time a tv actress now she's starring in movies yep she's eye zombie and uh tanaya tanaya too like she's uh the lead on was it rain a lot of quality actors came out of this series and also the series was good enough that power rangers was not canceled which is good i i guess even though most of the series that came after it were really terrible like the <laughs> they adapted power rangers samurai almost directly which is a bad thing to do when that's the most specifically japanese series and then they did the worst job with gokaiger ever like they it's oh, hilariously bad. sad because gokaiger is fucking good the thing about gokaiger is that it's building on a cultural background that does not exist in power rangers like fifth 15 of the 35 series in Gokaiger were not shown in America. So what do they do with that? The answer is they make a weird story about space. Like, weird. I I saw the way they did Silver's introduction where he's like, mining is like, I just found the stuff in the ground and like, not at all related to the same guy. It's just, it's, they just fucked it up. And then there's the 20s, there's the Power Rangers movie that we actually really liked, but it was a failure commercially and they're going to reboot it again. But at least they're at least they're still working on it. So yeah, we both agree that uh, Power Rangers RPM is now our number three show we have covered on Burkusatsu. <laughs> so that was Gallant. In two weeks, we're covering Goofus. But in the meantime, because I I do think a good way to keep our our release schedule is to even in off weeks have like something light and something fun. Next week we have we're doing something, Sam, that requires no preparation of any kind, and you don't know what it's going to be. No, I do not. Makes me a little bit scared, because when Harry throws surprises at me, that means I'm usually watching something like Super Hentai, whatever the fuck that panty guy was. Yeah, you, you could say, Sam, that you have goosebumps. What? Wait. What? <laughs> what? Until next time, Sam, what are we going to keep doing? We're going to keep dancing. What, what was that about goosebumps? Keep dancing, everyone. Goosebumps.